Hello, Internet! And welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am, of course, your master of ceremonies, Neil. And with us today are... Michael. Ben. Wookie. And special guest star... John. John Hawkins is a friend of mine, and uh, because today we are decided that we want to talk about nostalgic video games, he, we thought he would be something of a good uh, person to have. He collects video games, so and plays them, I think. Um, but I know he at least collects them. Um, because it's the burning question on everyone's mind, tonight I am drinking a Corpse Reviver number two. And um, <laughs> What is Neil drinking? Yes. What is Neil drinking tonight? What did you say that was called? Corpse Reviver number two. So liquid necromancy. Uh, something. It was supposed to be a hangover cure, but uh, drink, <laughs> drink too many of the drink too many of them, and it will uh, and it will cause the uh, cause the it will cause the the uh, issue that you're trying to cure. So anyhow, tonight we're talking about nostalgic video games um, because uh, video games were really huge in at least my childhood, and I'm assuming these other four because they're here. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd start with just actually one of my earliest memories. That's right. I'm not qualifying that, just earliest memories. And that is playing Mega Man 3 in my, in, uh, my family's house in Branson, Missouri. Um... I was like two or three at the time. I wasn't playing because my my brothers were mean and thought I would die immediately. They were right, because my parents then forced them to let me play. But still, I remember this, and it is a fond memory, actually. Um, so, yeah, Mega Man 3. Um, anyone else have something to con- that can pair? Yeah, I can uh, I can pitch in here, and uh, that's not a bad roundtable to kick things off since we're kind of going with the nostalgia route as you know earliest gaming memory, mm-hmm. um, and just to quantify we're we're considering the retro nostalgia thing basically sixteen bit and prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first we'll talk about modern isometric gaming and three D polygons some other time. Yes, with the exception of one game that we'll get to here in a bit. So uh, one of my first memories as well was uh, watching my brother play the original Final Fantasy on NES, and uh, that kind of forever put me on a path of enjoying role-playing video games and eventually getting into tabletop and such, which is fitting since uh, it's it wholesale lifted a lot of ideas and enemies and such from Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. Um, but yeah, especially a lot of good memories the with the NES. Oh yeah, especially the first one. It was blatant. Oh. They had mind flayers and all that good stuff. Yep. John? My first gaming memories was playing Ghosts and Goblins on the regular <laughs> Nintendo. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm surprised I am still a gamer because of that game. <laughs> I was going to say, it plays you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's Soviet it's, Russia, Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing quite like playing through a damn hard game only to find out that you missed an item at the very beginning of the game and have to play the whole, three, whole fucking thing again. No. It's even better than that. Oh, you collect all of the items. You beat the game. It was all a dream. Start over. Right, right. But harder. But even harder yeah. this time, yeah. <laughs> I <remember> that. <laughs> but great music. My earliest would probably be on... Uh, it was before we had an NES. My grandparents had the Master System. I played Rocky, which was Punch-Out before Punch-Out. Very nice. I loved it. 
enough that it made me not like punch out as much but it grew on me later but after that the, the original mario brothers um my, my sisters and i woke up like six in the morning as kids do on christmas morning <laughs> and we heard dun 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 my parents had <laughs> left it on demo for when we got up and we just spent the next like three or four hours playing it while the parents slept nice so Ben, want to make us feel young again? Took <laughs> 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 sticks and stones. <laughs> Our oldest video games was Shadow Puppets, cast from the fire. <laughs> Ball in the cup. Uh, Back in my day, video game. Yeah, no, we hit each other with sticks. No, um, actually, my first my first video game experience was with the old Atari system. Uh, tank and biplanes mm. and pong. Atari twenty six hundred still a fantastic system. Yeah, Pitfall was on that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's Pitfall a classic. came out a lot later, though. Yeah. Uh, my first, my first uh, was the day after Christmas. Going over to my friend Sean's. Um, you know, back when, back when you went over to your friends' houses to talk to them. <laughs> You know, to see what they got for Christmas. I know, right? You know, when I was taking my, when I was taking my twelve-inch GI Joe action yeah. figures, and uh, you know, you talk about a nostalgia trick it, trip in general, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, we used to go over to people's houses. Yeah, we everybody, used to, we used to get on. We a used to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, get up off your butt, and right? <clears throat> so we went over there, and uh, we hear and to us that was just like the coolest thing it was like oh my god because Sean always got Sean was a spoiled brat he got all the coolest shit and uh, so yeah we didn't leave his house until the sun went down um, and uh, yeah, we played you know playing Pong and tanks and uh, biplanes and uh, just all you know, I will say this about the Atari a lot of those core games. games that you're mentioning the gameplay holds up Mm-hmm. Which you oh, can't yeah. say you can't say for a lot of games, really. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I feel like you can say that for a lot of the old school catalogs, because you didn't yeah. have. It was a necessity. You yeah, know. you ha- the games had to be good. Right. Otherwise, um, you can just rely on the visuals. Yeah. Right. Well, also to be fair, we're coloring that with nostalgia. We remember the good games. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember plenty of crappy ones too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it just and, and the thing is, there are still versions of Pong. Yeah, you know, or Breakout. I you know. Uh, you know, Breakout. I love Breakout. Yeah, and and um, my favorite at the time was was the tanks game because you were in a, in a maze. Yeah, but I learned how and this is probably uh, I learned how to, there was a version where you could bounce your shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, the tactics were uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I became that's where I became the tactician that I am now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like combining pool and a tank battle. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to bank this shot and blow this dude up over here. Right. I learned that on Scorched Earth, but uh, PC Games <laughs> is another t- game, is, is a game for uh, discussion yeah. for another time. Indeed. We are limiting so, ourselves to consoles. Um, and so, yeah. cabinets. Yeah, because after that, it was Pac-Man. There was a little hole in the wall, literally called the hole in the wall arcade, <laughs> and we would, you know, spend quarters. My friend Eric um, played Pac-Man and had the had the levels memorized. He was like the local Pac-Man champion. He won a hundred dollars on a Pac-Man. You know, what year was this? 
this was 1978 or 79. So that was like seven million dollars a session. I'm not. I'm not trying to rib you. I'm just trying to get people yeah, to understand what eight hundred dollars meant back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah me, was, I'm trying. This to was. This was, was like. I'm sorry. This was around 1980 because 1980 to 1983, I was in junior high. Yeah. And yeah, that was when uh, the radio, local radio station also had a thing where they, when they played Pink Floyd's Money, you won $100. Yeah. And people were glued to that radio station for weeks on end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I had friends whose parents would go to sleep with that radio station on the air, you know. So, yeah. Of course, no one like, you know ever won that. So. Um, actually, somebody did win it. Um, I didn't, I never, I didn't know them, but somebody did. <laughs> yeah. tell friend of a friend of a friend. They, also, they actually announced it on the radio, but. Yeah. And the person actually was there. Because people showed up. <laughs> Can you tell that we don't like... No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm cynical about today's ute. Well, every generation always is. So. You're in good <laughs> About company. the utes today. Yep. Yeah. yeah, of course, all y'all are utes to me, so... Yeah, we turned out okay, I guess. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> you ever see those YouTube videos of like kids react to whatever... Yeah, they did one of for the original Nintendo. Oh yeah, and one of them was Maisie Williams from uh, Game of Thrones. And she's like, I've seen one of these before. <laughs> None of them can figure out how to get to work. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> they put the cartridge in and then just close it. And I just start laughing. Oh, <laughs> press yeah. down. Yes. Pressure is key. And then oh, they finally man. get it to work, and it's glitched screen. Yeah. So they're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Indeed. Well, you got to take it out and blow on it. Yes. You had to work. You had to put some Which, work into it. Which, you know, it. is not it actually character at all. But. Yeah, it's just like shaking Polaroid pictures. It doesn't really help anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, now you can get, you know, now you get video games and there's no cartridge at all involved. Except or Nintendo may be coming back to cartridge for the next system. That, that, is, that is the scuttlebutt for the NX, but there hasn't been any official, anything right. officially said about it, so. Hearsay, good sir. When there's a press release, maybe we'll cover it. Um, <laughs> Which they're running out of time because they're supposed to be releasing in March. Yeah, that's never happening. <laughs> they run on Valve time almost as bad as Valve. So. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, working for your your gaming experience, uh, remember how uncomfortable the Nintendo, the original Nintendo controller, oh, were with the hard edges. Ladies we're and gentlemen, the actually. the uh, the uh, the Affliction called Nintendo Thumb was real. Yeah, it was the suffering was real. Yeah, I assure you, were, yeah, you were, It never bothered me. It, it never really did bother me that much. It well, depended. It depended a lot on what games you were playing too. Yeah, of course. Of course, uh, when you get down to that joust in the uh, in the arcade, mm-hmm. you're, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you know, and okay, people can't yeah, see you know, you know visuals, but so. basically, you had to tap the button really fast. Yeah. So you couldn't do that. You had to tap right. straight down, um, you know, or, or slap it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> your wrist. Yeah. Your wrist and your arms. Yeah, your wrist and your arms. Like, oh my God. You know, um, <laughs> because it's all about being just slightly higher than the other guy. Right, exactly. Because um, you're flying on ostriches. Mm-hmm. Because that makes sense. I played the NES version of that and had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> right. And I but, played it at the laundromat. <laughs> Every time we go to do laundry, joust right there. Right. Laundromats are insidious because you need quarters to do your laundry, but there's an yeah. arcade game. Yeah, it's they know what they're doing. They, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good my, business my model. My first arcade game was Tron. 
Oh man, the Ultron. Yeah. See, a lot of these. There's a lot of carryover because yeah. a lot of these games became ports. You know, yeah. like uh, Galaga, for example, is still one of my all-time favorite games. Uh, we had these skating parties in elementary school. We went to Skate Corral, which was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, whenever I got tired or bored, I would just go over and play Galaga. And so I got really good at that game. And uh, to this day, I'm pretty baller at Galaga. And it's uh, it just like managing the the double ship thing. Because you just have to get that right off the bat if you have any chance of getting the uh, the, the like hundred percent bonus stage stuff to get the real points. Right. And then there was another one that was uh, I, oh god, now I can't remember the name of it. Because instead of being at the bottom of the screen, you were around the edge of the screen. Oh. Um, uh, Asteroids. Gy- 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 yeah, Gyrus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you had you with had the, these with things, the vector graphics. Yeah. Yeah, you had you had these things trying to come up the uh, the thing to get to you. Uh, I remember in Sinistar with the creepy voice. Beware, <laughs> I live. <laughs> Something like that. And then, of course, you only know, less at, creepier at the time. You know, and, uh, then who all also remembers? You know, Warrior needs food badly. Yeah, <laughs> Gauntlet's classic, and I would Gauntlet. always pick. I would always pick the elf so that I could troll in the treasure rooms because I'd be playing with my brother and. and maybe possibly a friend or two because you've got the adapter you could do four players and the the elf uh is the fastest character in the game and like by a long shot there's like the average speed warrior the ridiculously slow valkyrie and then like the wizard i think is about the same speed as warrior the elf's like like twice as fast yeah crazy pants fast so you could just really troll people hard with getting all the treasures and getting out before they even get to that spot Me, it was always Blue Archer needs food badly because I started gaunt- my Gauntlet experience with experience with Gauntlet Legends, like the old arcade uh, Aladdin's Castle in Jefferson City. Uh, Aladdin's uh, Castle. Was that, that before Dark Legacy? Yeah, uh, it was before, before Dark Legacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I worked and oh my God, I realized um, my, my my brothers and I decided to play Gauntlet Legends, um, and we had a big mess of tokens. Like our parents had given us like twenty bucks a piece for tokens. Which was a lot for us back then because we were kind of poor. Now that's like five minutes of game time. Yeah, um, but and we were playing Gauntlet Legends and playing Gauntlet Legends, and we just it just drank our money. <laughs> uh, that's because they had the most ingenious way to make you keep putting tokens in. Every step you took, you lost life. Yeah, in Dark Legacy, it was an actual timer. Yeah. yeah, you had a timer. Yeah, you well, that's that's been that's been a consistent mechanic since the original. Hence the needs food badly thing. Right. You constantly have to like pick up these little like roast chickens and other sundry yeah. items. I actually played uh, Gauntlet Legends a while back by myself. It's actually really a way easier to play oh, one yeah. player because you get all the food. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to having not nearly to fight everyone with the food. I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, but one of the things that. Uh, Going back to that, on the other side of that, I used to work at Aladdin's Castle in Wichita. Mm-hmm. And this was in 1989, late 1989. Um, that was the year I was born, just to make you feel old some more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was six. Hmm? I was six. Um, <laughs> that was when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
arcade game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I had the, I had the Nest port of that. Yeah, played yes. so much. And oh, speaking of, of commercials, uh, Pizza Hut commercial much? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, not as bad so as Yo Noid. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Hey, I actually enjoyed that game. I know really it's did. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great platform. So the thing about that game was that ordinarily, one of the things I always remember is on Sunday morning. Uh, you know, the mall opened late, so because it was in the mall. Uh, and, uh, What's a mall? <laughs> um, it's where people go power walk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's where Walmart is now. And so we, the, the mall opened late, and we had extra time. We would get in at 5 a.m., um, the whole crew, and we would go through and we would empty out the token bins and all the video and all the games. An automatic counter that would count them out. We could we could afford to do that on most games on Sunday. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle came out. We had to put first. We had to put in an extra bin because it overflowed. <laughs> then we had to empty out both bins on Wednesday night, <laughs> midweek. That game sucked up tokens. It was just like <laughs> I played the crap out of that game. Well, it's yeah, like, it's like, like a Legends or The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Simpsons. Talk about freaking that. Simpsons or X Men arcade game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. X Men arcade game, and they were both near the front. Um, also, X Men. Welcome to, to die. die. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, in Marvel vs. Capcom, Deadpool quotes that as one of his win quotes. He's like, whenever, well, whenever you match up against Magneto, like he has this cool thing where he will actually make a remark based on who he's fighting. Yeah. So when he comes up to Magneto, he's like, Ah, Magneto, welcome to die. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of my obscure games then was uh, New Zealand Story, where you played as a Kiwi trying to get all his friends back. <laughs> I'm actually familiar with the New Zealand story, and it's a fun game. Yeah, and there are warps. There's there's some secret warps in it. Yeah, uh, and you get the flying saucer, <laughs> and every because every time you up your weapon, you got to fruit your weapon up until you had that fucking laser. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play the uh, Captain America and the Avengers? I did yeah. not. I played Captain Commando. <laughs> Captain America and the Avengers, you had Cap, Iron Man, Vision, and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. It had some really cheesy dialogue in it, too. I'll bet. <laughs> you oh, can't yeah. escape. You'll be the one escaping. Of course, we won't. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. it, of course, I think probably some of that's English. Yeah. Of course, it really, if, if we're going to talk about bad translations and nostalgic gaming, <laughs> one must bring them. Welcome, gentlemen. All your mace are belong to us. All your mace are belong to us. What no you chance. say, you have no chance to escape. Make, Make your time. time. Uh, Take off all zim. Uh, <laughs> move zig for great justice. Zero Wing is actually a really good game, but it, it will never. It will never. Um, no one. Uh, I I only ever played it because of all your base or belong. Oh yeah, that was like was also the very someone first the, somebody set up us the bomb. Yeah, uh, <laughs> set us up the bomb. Up us. That's that was the best part of it. Yeah, they got the grammar wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, God, that that turtles game. I I don't think I can even keep track of how much I played that in the arcade. Well, I can tell you what the trick is. The trick is, if you're ever playing an arcade game, beat them up. Here is the trick. Jump kicks. Yes. Yeah. They take for it takes forever to kill anything, but it always knocks the enemy down. 
I didn't have a problem playing it. I just liked it that much <laughs> that even after I beat it, I'd start all the way over again, same day, and continue playing it. It was just that fun. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, video games were ski balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, actually, the first arcade game I ever played was pinball. Um, and I have inherited my father's love of pinball. I can't. When I go to 1984, and someday we're going to do a, a talk just about arcade games, and I'd like to see if we can maybe do it from the floor of 1984 in downtown Springfield. Um, if you're listening, please contact me. Uh, <laughs> because I'm sure my, uh, my podcast has such great reach. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I can make sure. So, yeah, Ben there. actually knows a guy. So, pinball. Um, I, this segues into a little, uh, I think, fairly obscure game uh, on the NES called Pinball Quest. Any, uh, anyone else play that? Oh yes. Okay, so you, more people are aware than I thought. Uh, yeah, actually, my mom was really into that game because she's a big pinball fan, and I started playing it, and it's is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a weird game. Like you got these upgrades for your bumpers and stuff, and you got like special ball abilities and there's this one point where there's like a little store where you could purchase these things but you could like use a steel option and everything would get all dark and shady and try to sneak out with it's really bizarre and surreal <laughs> be like a living pinball right yeah that one. i also remember the rocking pinball which was, oh yeah which tried to be a storyline game where you progress like sonic pinball almost except <laughs> yeah if you were still just playing pinball but right. like you, there was the first level you had to hit it into the car to go into the next level. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, so on Super NES, or NES, I can't remember which one it was. I had, I had both of them. There was one, it was a racing game. I cannot going to have to be way more specific. Yeah. I mean, pinball uh, related or what? No, no, no. It was, no it, was, it was a racing game. F-Zero? Uh, no. That's a great game, by the way. It, had, it, used, a lot of, it used a lot of classic music. Um... Super off-road. Um, well, no, because the theme was you were. It was a futuristic. Uh, you could. You're sure, it's not F Zero. I'm sure it's not F Zero. Uh, it you because uh, used. Oh man, can't really think of any other futuristic racers that were eight to sixteen bit era. Honestly, yeah, it wasn't. It was very obscure. It was one we happened on, and we're going. Oh my god. Um, those were some of the best games, but uh, yeah, it was because it was um, you could arm your car up, you could uh, twisted metal. No, that's that a little too old. That's yeah. like that's thirty-two bit era. That's PlayStation. You sure yeah. was a that's, racer? That's all I can yeah. think of that you are. Yeah, because that car. was all you were doing was racing. Because um, I remember one where you're in a car the entire time, but it wasn't considered a racer as a spy hunter. Right, Spy yeah. Hunter is well, after Spy Hunter. Uh, love, God loves Spy Hunter. Do you know you can't actually beat Spy Hunter? Mm -hmm. It's not a beatable game. It just keeps going. And for the longest time, everyone uh, everyone I knew thought that it was a game that had an end. <laughs> it is not. It is not. Because um, everyone had that friend who claimed they beat Spy Hunter because they were controlling <laughs> their friends. Well, uh, that was before the internet was out. Anybody but, could do anything. Oh, yeah, all the rumors. You could prove them wrong. Yeah. Uh, what was the... Uh, Man, what am, I, what am I thinking of? I can't think of it anymore. Well, speaking of racing games, Road Rash was a classic. I enjoyed yes. that. All the various like weapons you'd get, like chains and bats and pipes and stuff, and of just course. the the meta game of uh, getting the cash and like upgrading, getting new bikes and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Of course, I would like to uh, I would great. like to point out the original Super Mario Kart. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, the original is amazing. Well, it started its own genre. Of it started racing the games. kart racing. Yeah, the kart game. racing subgenre. Yeah, absolutely. With yeah. battle modes and weapons and. It was really fun. Pole position. Pole, pole position. position. <laughs> That's not the game you're thinking of. No, no it's not. But, but no, it's yeah. It was a. Uh, that was the one that you know forever in my mind. Doot, doot, yeah. Doot, doot. <laughs> yeah. But Mario Kart kind of had that to a lesser extent too. Yeah. yeah. You had to like hit it just the right uh, time to get that. Yeah, just you it. Out. And yeah, also, I'd like wrong. to point out. You kids today, with your Rainbow Road having walls. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's not real Rainbow Road if there's, if there's walls involved. When you see a shooting star, it's somebody falling off Rainbow Road. Right. Yeah, that was just a brutal map. Uh-huh. I also like the one where it was like the Haunted House Boo-themed one. Yeah. And like the little, you would like break the sides, and then like the more laps you progressed, the, the crazier it was because people busted up all the sides on the turns, and if you weren't careful, you'd fall yeah, off the edge. Yeah, uh, it was the original like uh, Boo's Boardwalk or something. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it, it. They called it Banshee's Boardwalk in the, uh, in, in the 64-bit version. And that was actually a case where the feather was actually a useful item because you could cut corners and do, get much better yeah, times. It had its also, there was a feather... feather. Where you could jump, <laughs> it, uh, like super high, you could jump walls and shit. And I guess that's not really a thing on the more recent. Mario no, Kart. it isn't. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. It is, and also blue shells were not a thing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah you just had to that. get good, son. You actually had to, you know, win legitly. <laughs> uh, did you guys ever play Altered Beast? Yes, that was the one where you were like warriors resurrected by Zeus. To, by Zeus, yeah. Homoerotic loincloths. Yeah, yeah. Between every. Um, level there was this circular piece of, it looked like uh bronze art or something that was supposed to depict the villain doing something with the woman you can never tell what because it's horrible art yeah. but the game itself was still fun yeah welcome to your doom and i remember altered beast it was at it was at my local local roller rink um but of course at that point my um because my brothers played the video games and i never had money uh so <laughs> I would watch my brothers play, and they and, and they didn't play Altered Beast. They didn't waste their time on that. They just played Street Fighter Two Turbo. <clears throat> I loved. Hard to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> there were so many. Uh, that was just. That was probably the uh, the earliest memory I have of Capcom gratuitously milking a franchise and game. It was like Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two, like Turbo or Championship Edition, yeah. Super Street Fighter Two, Super Duper Hyper Alpha. Like, oh my God, just give it a rest. Yeah. X Men vs. Street Fighter was really good. To be yeah. fair, Super uh, Street Fighter Two Turbo was uh, was actually created due to an accident. Um, it's a fun little uh, fun little story of gaming history. Um, Initially, the circuit boards for the, the the there were some circuit boards for an actual production of just regular Street Fighter Two. Yeah. That accidentally got overclocked. Yeah, I got the so the speed was up. So the speed was up, turbo. and yeah, uh, <laughs> hit the star for how and, fast you want the game to go. Yeah, and enough people actually and and, and they shipped, and uh, at some at some point a Capcom employee uh, ran into one of these cabinets that, cabinets that had the overclocked motherboard. Yeah. Um. And, you know, saw some people playing and was like, I worked on that game. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> yeah. And so Both they ended up buying it and, and <laughs> playing around on it a little bit to see what it was like. And then realizing, wow, this is, this is fucking awesome. And yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. having it overclocked actually made it more playable. It yeah. yeah. 
Original Street Fighter 2 was slow, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay. Rock and Roll Racing was the name of the game. Ben finally found it. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that game, Maybe so I, I no. can't really yeah. comment. Well, isn't that a Blizzard game? Uh, it's Super NES. Rock and Roll Racing. But made by whom? Who didn't Blizzard, de- did, didn't they develop that? Blizzard did do some publishing and some development for, uh, for this. That was like one of the few non-Diablo Starcraft Warcraft games they did, aside from the Lost Vikings. Uh, that was by Silicon and Synapse. Hmm. Somebody gone. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. They, somebody they, who's they, no longer relevant. Right. Maybe the employees joined Blizzard. I thought there was some kind of connection there. I could be crazy. Yeah. Uh, they may have been that. That may have been Rock and Roll Racing Two, which I never played. Oh. But yeah, Rock and Roll Racing Two. Uh, rock and Roll Racing with Loudmouth Larry is the. Uh, uh, as the uh, like, let the carnage begin. Oh, uh, similar similar theme with retro games, Mutant League Football. Anyone played that? Yes, yes. that was great. Never played that. I played Baseball Simulator One Thousand though. Kind of, uh, I guess the, the the way for me to pitch that game would be uh, think Blood Bowl only retro. Nice. And the great yeah. part about it was they realized what big hit they had with it. They were like, let's do all the sports. Right. So right. you had like Mutant League, uh, hockey, and yeah, all the variations. Well, I will. I will. Speak forever about my two favorite baseball games. Because we've had a lot of baseball. Oh, games. I completely forgot it. We had Baseball Simulator 1000, yes. and yes. which was fantastic because so you good. could get superpowers that you could use <laughs> just when you swung the bat or through the. Pitch. By the way, can I just take a moment here and say what a giant misnomer? The game is called Baseball Simulator 1000, and you get like flaming pitches and pitches that slow down and become cannonballs and like you can't do that? missile line drives. <laughs> <laughs> What league have you been watching? <laughs> but I'll say my favorite baseball game ever was called Base Wars. <laughs> Is that the one that had like the Base uh, Wars was the one robots. with the robots. Yes. Oh, I remember um, that actually. And I remember seeing an advertisement for it. Base Wars was, was a game where everyone where you controlled a team of baseball robots. <laughs> and Anytime there was a contest at like and it was regular baseball, you know, you had a pitch that you could ridiculous superpower control over and you could that but once the fielding happened that was where the game began because you could continue to run you don't you didn't get tagged out when the runner and the and the fielder with the ball met they fought <laughs> and you could equip them with guns and swords and <laughs> see I'd actually watch baseball if it were done that way and if the and if the if if the runner won the fight, they got to keep going. Um, and actually, there was a viable strategy, which was to get uh, because you could win the game either by having more points at the end of the game, or blowing up three of your opponent's robots. <laughs> and if they were blown up, they were blown up for the entire game. So let's say you blow up the first baseman, um, especially when you're playing against the computer-controlled oppo- opponent. The computer-controlled opponent throws the first base, and it just keeps going because there's no one there to catch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's an but you could twist. But you could win by, by blowing up three of the opponent's robots. Um, and the league mode was so much fun because you actually you made money at the end of each, uh, at the end of each game, and you could use that to to buy equipment and better stuff. So it was kind of like an early franchise mode, like yeah. ahead of its time, right? Yeah, yeah. Beast Wars was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, another game that was really ahead of its time was Excite Bike. 
Because you could create custom tracks. Yeah, and, you had a level editor in a, in in a NES game. game. Yeah, that really deserves recognition. Yeah. And it yeah. was such a... That's actually one of the games that's going to be included in the new, like, retro NES thing, whatever they're calling that, that comes out in November. Yeah. So I'm um, excited mm-hmm. about that, no pun intended. They got a virtual console release as well mm-hmm. several several years ago. So uh, To be fair, they've also done remakes of that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's one of the few games that you really right. see yeah. carried on. Right. Contra as well. Do, 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 of course, there was <laughs> ET the game. We don't discuss ET. <laughs> it wasn't actually all that bad a game. Really. I, I will say this: a lot of people blame ET for the video game crash. ET was a symptom, not the yes. cause. Yeah. ET was absolutely symptom, and it really wasn't that bad a game. It just wasn't a very Good game either. It was, yeah, but it was associated with a very popular movie. Yeah, yeah and a lot you of know, picked him up what was supposed hype. to be going on in it because the graphics were just like yeah. horrible for its time. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was I mean, I'm I'm not saying oh man, it was a great game and a totally underrated gem. No, it was still <laughs> kind of crap, but it wasn't nearly as bad as everyone. It didn't uh, cause ET, worst game ever. No, there's one game. A lot of people jumped in that bandwagon years after the fact. I will say this. I, I think there is a solid case for worst game ever, um, which is Superman 64. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is a, that's an airtight case, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Super Mario 2. Do, really do, you have a, uh, do you have another suggestion you want to share with the class? I don't know about worst game ever, but Superman 64 really wasn't as bad as people say it is. Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. I played it. I played it yes. recently. At least, how about this? Worst Nintendo 64 game. Can we agree Okay, on that? I will agree on that. Okay, we have some common ground here. Um, <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves because that is, yes. that, that that is, is a discussion for another time. Super Mario 2. Doki Doki Panic? What's wrong with Doki Doki Panic? Uh. Pissed me off. Beating the game, and it... Was all a By the way, can, let's take what a look. What do you have against it was all a dream ending? This, you this, have Ghosts <laughs> and Goblins, you have, you have Mario 2. <laughs> By the way, this is just such a weird thing. It just occurred to me, it hit me like, you know, a eureka moment just now. Not We had Mario and Zelda, the biggest franchises in Nintendo, and the first game was incredible. And then the second game was something completely different that you did not expect. Right. I'd like to point out they did that also with Castlevania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Castlevania, the original Castlevania was this side-scrolling... Yeah. Nintendo had no idea how so, to handle fucking was, sequels. It was still a, it was still a, a side-scroller, though. But then Mario 3... No, but it had a lot of RPG elements, too. Yeah, Yeah. well, see, I don't really have a basis and comparison. And you did actually have I, to fight Dracula at the end. I had, I had Castlevania 2, but did not have 1. Right. So I never played the first one. I didn't have a... Castlevania 2 had like a day night system yeah. and, well, and buying to be, things. To be fair, that's that's pretty far ahead of its time. Yeah, too. no, it was yeah. it was really cool and way ahead of its time, but it was so far out of left field compared to Castlevania 1 and Castlevania 3. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then of course I, the first game I we actually, you know, had a determination to beat was like I was so happy when I that. I would like to point something out. Um, maybe this is the booze talking, but um, <laughs> no. Um, if the booze is talking, then you've had too much. Because um, we can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, old school games had the best soundtracks. They did. 
Well, they, and they were they were having to work with that digital sound yeah. as opposed to yeah. I feel like in general, I agree with that statement because they had to get creative. Like necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, and you notice a lot, a lot of things that carry on to this day, like you know Zelda and Mario and yeah. um, gosh, I don't know off the top of my head what else. Any other classic soundtracks one can think Final of? I guess the old, the old Final Fantasy games. Tetris, yes, Tetris. Tetris was interesting because it actually borrowed from, uh, it, it because it was actually I, I did a I did an entire like analytic like academic research paper on, on the music of Tetris once while I was in college. <laughs> uh, I was taking Introduction to World Music and yeah. I needed I needed something I could bullshit my way through. Right. <laughs> um, so I picked or Bolshevik the, your way through. Yeah. Is the case oh, right well, <laughs> uh, actually, it's older than that. Um, oh, I know. I picked a theme from game A, also known as uh, Korobushka. Uh, which is a, which is an ancient Russian folk song, Russian folk dance. Um, like, no one is quite sure when it when it first came into existence. Ancient. Uh. Oh God. Okay, I have, I have a weird memory of Tetris. The only time I ever did an illicit drug, one of two times in my life. <laughs> we, uh, one of our one of our friends had gotten a hold of mushrooms. Oh my. <laughs> So there I am playing Tetris when mushrooms kick in. <laughs> so which, which version of Tetris? Game Boy, Nintendo, arcade? Yeah, it was actually it was a P, it was a PC version. Oh okay. <laughs> but yeah, here I am playing Tetris when the mushrooms kick in. I'm thinking, all right, this is gonna morph into. And I was so disappointed. It was still Tetris. I imagine. When the, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that was anticlimactic. I was hoping when the speed picked up, it like really freaked you out or something. Yeah, no, no, really. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make Tetris any better. Because it would be ultimately disappointing. Better. Yeah, no, that, that was. But yeah, I was just like, come on, man, turn into something else. Talk to me. Something. You know, I'm looking to hallucinate here. Nope. <laughs> I'm just like, well, shit. That's what you get for making your game of choice. Tetris. Tetris. Yeah. yeah. At the time, obviously the you should have played. <laughs> obviously, you should have been playing Tetris Attack, the Mario game. It wasn't out then. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the problems with being old. This was in the night. This was in the early nineties. Tetris Attack was out. Um, you just needed a Super Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, well, I had a Super Nintendo, but I didn't have that. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, the. Uh, um, Playing Zelda all the way through, we did it in shifts. Um, because th- the thing is, is it was all adults. Um, everyone was in, almost everyone was in college or had jobs. But between uh, my girlfriend and myself, uh, her roommate and her boyfriend, um, and whatever friends were over at the time, we played that straight for like eight days. Which Zelda? The, the first Legend of Zelda, where you where you're first introduced to Ganon, and it's uh, dangerous to go alone here. Take this. Dangerous yeah. to go alone. Take <laughs> where, you, where you have the little spike thing to pull you across, and now that's the grappling that's, hook. Well, that, that's been that's the hook they, shot. They, that they was carried actually, that on since. Well, no, that was actually not in the original Zelda. It wasn't. That was in Link to the Past. That was on Super Nintendo. Original Zelda was an NES. Did they not have the hook shot until uh, Link sh- until yeah, Link to the Past? The original Zelda, there was the sword, the bow, and, and the boomerang. bombs, and the boomerang. So there was we beat yeah, and, and the, candle, the candle and the uh, magic wand plus book, right. and the medicine, and there's one other. What am I not thinking of? There's like a bracelet of strength or something. Well, the power bracelet, yes, but it wasn't it it, it wasn't a selectable item. Um, and then there was the, the very... The meat. The meat, sorry. 
What? The meat. The meat. Repeating it does not help explain it. Okay, <laughs> in the original Legend of Zelda, that you could buy meat on a stick. And you actually had to to beat certain dungeons because um, you had to give the meat to a guy who was standing in a black room between two things and said, grumble, grumble. Um, yeah, and the meat cost 160 fucking rupees. <laughs> well, you got to and you had to do that to beat the final dungeon. <laughs> this was almost 30 years ago, so my memory of it may have been. Now, original, origin, original Legend of Zelda, there was no save feature, right? Yes, there was. It was one of the first oh, games yeah, I guess to there ever was. have that. And you had to remember to press reset and start and power at the same time when you turn it off. Otherwise, you could corrupt and kill your save data. Yeah, much simpler in Link to the Past where you just have a save file and use it. Right. Uh, <laughs> and but yeah, we we played because we we had beaten. You know, we did you know, we did all both of them. We did first on Legend of Zelda and then on Link to the Past. Oh uh, man, Link to the Past. One of the best soundtracks ever. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Dark World. And, yeah, the Dark oh, yeah. World. It had so many great concepts, like you had the light world, the dark world, and you had all the, you had like the, the whole uh, pendants and crystals and all that good stuff. Right, and you had just such a plethora of awesome items. I actually recently replayed through uh, Link to the Past, and I uh, I did the Death Mountain skip, um, so I actually made. Um, there's this glitch that you can pull off where uh, by moving like pixels at a time to actually jump off of Death Mountain and <laughs> do the dark world before you get the Master Sword. That's weird. Um, <laughs> you can actually do it even faster than that. You can do it um, right after you drop off Princess Zelda at the very beginning. There's a staircase that you can, uh, as you're jumping off of it, you save, quit, and restart. It puts you on that same pixel, but it'll actually put you below the map. <laughs> uh, Another first, uh, not necessarily first, but one of the first is... Uh, features of that game introduced was uh, naming your character. And if you named your character Zelda, you started at the second quest. And that's a woman. Well, not technically, <coughs> sure. But I remember. Uh, I, thought, I also love the fact that Zelda 1 had the second quest because they wrote this entire big, big badass game and they realized that it only took up like half of the hard drive for the cartridge. It was like, well, um. We could make a second game, I guess. Right. <laughs> Just move all the shit around. Yeah. Well, then, um, around that time, um, we went with the Super NES. Um, two of the more obscure games that I played was uh, Secret of Mana. Oh, Secret of Mana. Which originally started off as a Final Fantasy game. Yep, Final Fantasy Adventure on the... On the uh, Game Boy, which Secret of Mana was almost a direct clone of, just on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, that, that led to Secret of Evermore. And Secret of Evermore. Which used the same engine. Um, yeah, yep. and the, with the disc, uh, with the uh, the disc, uh, or the ring uh, menus that you could... Right, ring yeah. menus, yeah. And I loved how your dog would, would, pop, would morph. Yeah, yeah, like the prehistoric sword. cave dog, a futuristic toaster silent type dog. <laughs> right. and, yeah, it was really fun. I never got that far through Secret of Evermore. I... Uh, I don't know. I, there's something about it. Um, which is weird because my favorite Super Nintendo game of all time, well, one of them, actually, it's really hard to say of, of all time, but <laughs> my second favorite action RPG, yeah, that's about as high as I can go, actually, is um, was actually a game that never got released in the United States um, called Psychic Densetsu 3, uh, which, other, which you could also call Secret of Mana 2, um, because... Secret of Mana was actually Final Fantasy Saiken Densetsu, and then Saiken Densetsu 
two was the Secret of Mana, and then um, and then Saiken and Setsu three never made it to the U.S. But man, what a game! There'll be a quiz on this later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're taking notes. Um, so the thing I like thing I liked about Secret of Evermore was the alchemy system. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was the thing. I think I would actually like Secret of Evermore now more than I did when I first played it because at the time I didn't want to have to do math. <laughs> right, because you had to have so many. Com- Bits of yeah, you had to have so many mud balls and so many rags <laughs> and so many embers to be able to summon the lady to throw a grenade at a thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right, right. And yeah. But then, yeah. Oh, so you lost the bazooka after the first level. Yeah. Yes. You had a stick after that. <laughs> I just remembered a game that it, in and itself wasn't really a great game, but I had a lot of fun playing it for a long time. Uh, Spider-Man X-Men Arcade and Revenge. It was a side-scrolling platform. Oh, arcades were in. I played the Super Nintendo version of that. Yeah, I it was the it was so long. ridiculously tough. I just gave up. I just I was like, screw this. It was. I think that's part <laughs> why I liked it because so far everything Go I right played there, just beat really easy. <coughs> but uh, arcades revenge, uh, doing like Spider-Man's web swinging was difficult because you had to make sure you actually hit something right to be able to swing well it's yeah. fitting because arcade's thing was he put you in a death trap yeah so, and that's what that game was and each x-man had different abilities and that... wolverine was still overpowered if he was in the game yeah and that was one of my biggest complaints about that if his claws were out he lost health that's because that was the only way he could make over uh, wolverine regular powered he didn't have the healing factor at all in the game yeah well, that's stupid. It was claws or no claws, and if you had the claws out, you did more damage, but you also lost health when you used them. Right. I, that, I think that was part of the problem with uh, Superman 64, was he had a power meter. He could run out of heat vision in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and flying through the rings with those atrocious flight uh, controls, but yeah, you really yeah, should stop talking digress. about non-nostalgic uh, non games. Uh, uh, but Arcade's being... Revenge, like, the, the level for Cyclops was so ridiculous. You're in a mine. And almost the entire level, you're riding in a minecart, and you're just tilting your head up and down, looking around, and just <laughs> trying to hit things. John has wanted to say something yes. for a long time. Okay. Well, for me, uh, what I always remember is we had the Super Nintendo that was great for the their own original things, where Sega wasn't so much that. They were great for their arcade ports. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, for me, there's... Mortal a, Kombat. Yeah, you have your Mortal Kombat. They have their own... Uh, Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Gunstar Heroes Heroes. was another great one. Hell yes. Uh, For me, the game that I remember the most is a game called Cheeky Cheeky Boys. (laughs) Well, yes. Please elaborate. That name. It is the worst name. My mom bought it for me because she's like, oh, this is pretty. It had like a Dragon Ball Z art style on the cover, but it was unforgiving. (laughs) <laughs> it was like this brightly colorful game, and yeah. you were one of two brothers. The only difference is, it was like, oh, this one's good at magic, this one's good at strength attacks. Well, at least it was more than just Billy and Jimmy, who wore different color shirts. Yeah, palette swaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they were palette swaps. I'm not going to lie. They were palette swaps. <laughs> and you eat words. But they tried to say that they were different, better at different things. I never really saw a difference in yeah. them. Right. But... When I played that as a kid, I never realized that was an arcade port. I was just like, this game is hard. Yeah. And I never realized it, but... Arcade ports are always hard. Yep. What's worse than just arcade ports is the arcade platforming ports. Those are brutal. 
Oh, yeah. They are Burger designed time. to kill you. Ice climbers. Yeah, ice climbers. Level. Newspaper boy. Yeah, Paperboy. Yeah. Oh, Paperboy is the worst. There's an arcade part I played a lot on Sega, uh, Lethal Enforcer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, you actually get the It was hard going from holding a gun, aiming it at the screen, to using the controller. Oh, but you could aim. get the gun. Yeah, yeah they, but yeah. we never had the money. That's the only way to play. <laughs> um, yeah, I played yeah. Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. Duck Hunt I remember was Duck great. Hunt. Well, yeah. the great thing about the Lethal Enforcer game was you <clears> could play it two-player, but not by plugging in two of the blue guns. You had to mail off for a separate gun that plugged into the first gun, <laughs> and the second gun was pink. So if you ever did that, you're like, oh, I got the blue gun, and your best friend would be like, I'll watch. I don't want to play with a pink gun. Why do I have, pink what is not a manly well, Why do I got to be Mr. Pink? <laughs> I was fine playing pink gun in Time Crisis at the, car, at the, at the arcades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Action! Yeah, but that's not a poster. Well, yeah. that's arcade though, right? Arcade, but because that was actually around movie. the same time, at least the original Time Crisis. Likewise, Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Dragon's yeah. Lair. Don Bluth, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> you know they kickstarted a a uh, movie recently, yeah. and I am really looking forward to seeing it. To be fair, Dragon's Lair was on the Game Boy, so it's still. In that era. Oh, by the way, we touched on all these good platformers. I feel that Ninja Gaiden deserves a mention. Yes. Ninja oh, Gaiden. yeah. And speaking of a game far ahead of its time, it had it established cinematics. It had cinematics with 8-bit graphics. I love it. And it did it well. Mysterious ninjas running past a, one another. I had a really deep love of Ninja Gaiden up until... I can't remember the name of it. It was one of the more recent ones where they actually came out with an alternate version that was easier. <laughs> but then they came out with, game. but yeah but here's the thing yes they came out with with Ninja Gaiden Gaiden Sigma yeah but then they also came out with Ninja Gaiden Black right yes. which which redeemed them a lot in my eyes it was Dark Souls for ninjas yeah. Dark Souls yeah. <laughs> yeah, well Ninja Ninja Gaiden Black was the original Ninja Gaiden game but seven times harder yeah right. <laughs> because screw you. That's why. Because Ninja Gaiden games have always been... Yeah, it's a legacy of yeah, I mean, difficult The games. fucking Eagles, man. Oh, yeah. Damn Eagles. Goddamn Eagles. <laughs> now, see, one of the ones that I enjoyed, one of my earlier video game experiences, not, you know, after post-Atari pre-NES, mm-hmm. was Flight Simulator on the old IBM PC. Wow. We're not talking PC games right now, man. I know. Stay on topic. Stay on topic. Talking retro video games. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of in. That was old in school flight sim. No, uh, I, speaking I, of uh, uh, arcade ports, uh, Killer Instinct for Super Nintendo. Oh my god, love that game. Sick. Loved it. Got it for Christmas. Oh, played the crap yeah. out of it. I actually never played it. Oh, and, uh, shame, at least shame. not. In, uh, at least not. This, I don't have nostalgia for it. I, I played it yeah. far after I could. I don't remember if this was an arcade port, but. Uh, Clay Fighter. I no, don't think, I don't Clay, think Fighter was, was no. Clay Fighter was not a port, and I get the impression that Clay Fighter would have been fun if I had a second person. Mm-hmm. Right. But it sucked as a solo game. Oh, experience. yeah, most definitely. I loved a lot of the old fighting games because they would get so, like uh, Darkstalkers. Uh, one of my oh, favorite things in Darkstalkers, if you play, I can't remember character names, but if you played The Mummy, one of his attacks was his arms would disappear. And appear in front of you and just slap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, we can combine the topics of arcade port and fighting games with a Samurai Showdown for Super Nintendo. Yeah. 
I don't know how good of a port that really was. It but, wasn't, although the, there but was one the guy. Game was there, fun. Guile had a really good kick. I remember that. He Guile. always has a good kick. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had this really good forward jump kick. But I'll tell you, no, the arcade fighter that I have the most nostalgia for is Marvel vs. Capcom 1. One. Yeah. <laughs> because I would tell you, uh, my brothers and I, we, we, this was at the same time we went and, and played uh, Gauntlet Legends at Aladdin's Castle. We each had one token left. Um, and we decided that we were going to see who was best at random game. And we didn't play Soul Edge because Kent would have won. <laughs> Kent actually beat uh, Soul Edge on a single token once. Um, we played Marvel versus Capcom on. We played. We played, played competitive. Yeah. And um, I played first against my brother Ethan, and beat him with my com- with a combination of Mega Man and War Machine. Awesome. Then I beat Kent. Then I beat the game. <laughs> On that single token. Projectiles everywhere. Yeah, well, it was really, I won by spamming Mega Man's Mega Blaster just by slapping a button. Yeah. But you know what? That's <laughs> okay. Winning. And I also was the only one who figured out how to do super, mu- super moves. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair with spamming, that just reminds me of... Uh, Street Fighter in the arcade. Yeah. Picking Blanca. That oh, was yeah. the cheapest one. Get, get in the corner. Electric. Electric. Yeah. Electric, yeah. electric. yeah you're not as perpetually cheap as E Honda. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 100 hand slap. Because E Honda could move while he did his. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. The only thing stopping Chun Li from hers. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, and Blanca, because neither of them could move while they did their yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. I remember Marvel's Capcom 2 really pissed me off. I love the game, always will. But I found out you can unlock Carnage in it. And then I went through the method to unlock him, and it's just a color-swapped Venom. Nothing's changed except oh, that's red. I gotta say, I liked finding out later in Marvel vs. Capcom uh, to how to play as Red Hulk. Yes. Uh, because he was different. Um, he was way faster and never actually reacted to, to being hit. He didn't have any iframes because of it, uh, iframes are invincibility frames for those of you not in the know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he could also just run like someone doing like beam spam. He would just continue to run up to them. Mm-hmm. He'd take the hits, sure, but <laughs> he didn't have the stun factor that everyone else would have. From yeah. Being hit. He didn't. He didn't get stunned. He just took damage. So I remember. Uh, was it in the first Marvel's Capcom? Wasn't War Machine? Did he have different abilities War Machine from Iron had, Man? The, War, there was no Iron Man. That was the thing. Okay. There was just that's War Machine. That's, that's and an odd then, choice. And then <laughs> later they had Iron Man show up uh, in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and he actually took all of... He took War Machine's entire moveset, and they did something else for War Machine. It's kind of funny. I thought War Machine was a color swap for Iron Man 2. No. Oh, I can't remember. Maybe he was. Um, it's been a long time since I've played that. I love those games. But yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom 1. Still one of my favorite uh, and, favorite uh, arcade games of all time, although now I play Ryu and Strider. Here you. Uh. Yes. Strider. That was another, I was trying to remember another game that I loved playing. Strider. Mm-hmm. I got a remake, too. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good one. It was a really good remake, yeah. Um, but I could play that one for hours, too. So, um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we filled more than an hour. Here. Well, no, we're actually at an hour. Unless we're on the... No, we're still... We're at, at almost exactly an hour. Right. Um, so, yes, this has been us, just randomly reminiscing about awesome old video games. I heartily recommend checking out any game you can that we mentioned on any virtual console you can. Um, and, you know... Yeah, yeah. The games that, that a lot of them, the yeah, a lot of them will hit virtual console too. Uh, at some point in the future, we will do. Uh, we will talk about other games. One game I really wanted to get a, get a chance to talk to talk about. And I think we'll probably get to when we do an episode on Square Soft. Um, will be Super Mario sixty or Super Mario RPG Legend Seven Stars. But we plan back on when actually it was doing, back when it was actually yeah. Square Soft and not Square Enix. Yeah, we yeah, plan Squeenix, on doing, as we, we plan on doing an episode on Square Soft <laughs> at some point. Um, and John will probably be back for that one, too. Um, I was wondering if that was Square or Squaresoft. It was what? it was Square slash Squares. Like, their full name was Squaresoft, but a lot of the time they called themselves just Square. It's kind of like Coca-Cola well, and Coke both being trademarks. Well, I know they, it, was, it used to be Square and Sunsoft, and then they merged. Just mm-hmm. And then it became Square and Enix, and they merged. Yeah. Or Square or Sunsoft. Or I remember old Robotrek for the Enix game. Oh man, RoboTrack, but uh, we don't have time. In any case, uh, final thoughts on anyone, gentlemen? Uh, just want to randomly mention Nintendo Power Magazine because it's a nostalgia episode, so yeah. Yeah, Nintendo we completely didn't even get to the power, man. It oh. had, uh, you know, all sorts of great stuff, little challenges and codes and contests yeah. and like posters and uh, there's even there's a Pogs once, there's temporary Street Fighter 2 temporary tattoos once. A lot Was of good Nintendo memories. Power that hosted the, uh, the helpline? For Probably. Uh, that Probably. was just Nintendo. The Nintendo, Nintendo Helpline. Nintendo they need to bring that shit back. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the internet. It's called the internet. Yeah, it's unfortunately. called Google now. Um, it was it's called Google. Game Facts. But, yeah, uh, exactly. But, yeah, the thing is, is all these games that we're talking about, I mean, if you if you ever played them, I mean, yeah, they're, they were based on 16-bit processors. Or even 8-bit processors with the yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the graphics were The graphics were shit, you know, by comparison to what we have now. But... They laid the foundation for what we have now. Oh yeah, we wouldn't have game. We wouldn't have. I mean, and, and so many games also were just like they built like not just like. I got Mario Kart established the cart. Mario Kart genre. established the genre. Yeah, but yeah. no, I'm thinking of like their legacies, like Mario. There are still fucking Mario games, Zelda. There are still Zelda games. Metroid. Really look, yeah, Metroid. Well, not so much. They have Final Fantasy games. Yeah, you can there's... still say Sonic, even though you try not Sonic to play the those. Hedgehog. Oh man, oh, I'm, seen I'm, better days. I miss. He has. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic Three and Knuckles has possibly uh, my uh, my favorite single track of video game music in the in uh, the Flying Battery Zone Act Two. Now, Pac-Man, it is, Pac-Man is still going strong with all these like new versions of like you know Championship Deluxe, etc. Yeah. Like, it's still selling pretty well. Well, yeah, and, and that's a game that hasn't actually changed in years. Oh, it's changed. Well, leaderboards, uh, features, and uh, modes of play, and multiple people playing at once. There have been a lot of different things over the years. Yeah, but yeah. This, the core gameplay has always been eating pellets in a maze. Well, so, sure. Yeah, that's yeah, it's always. Been you can say that about a lot of things, like the yeah. core gameplay of Contra, for America's example. America's favorite pill popper. <laughs> yes, legacy. That would be the buzzword. Legacy, yeah. Uh, ben. Yeah. Um, those, you know, this is where we get the things that we that we do 
now naming our characters and you know now that it's having its ultimate where the game watch to recognize over a thousand names like in Fallout 4 yeah you know, and people will use your name you know including some really bizarre names like Fuck Nugget Yes, um, you can know. get Codsworth to say to say Master Fuck Nugget. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if that's actually one, of, but there are some really old, like I know douchebags on there at the very least. Well, his, um, his name sounds like an insult to me, Codsworth. I don't know, yeah. it just seems off color to me. But yeah, I mean, well, it just I, sounds like Hatchworth, except with Cods. Right. Uh, well, see, and I and I, I used a character in one of my books, and it, he remembered the name, oh, Mister Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, this this is this is where we come. This is where community, our community comes from. Oh yeah. You know, this is where our community was born. If it weren't for video games, I probably never would have even been interested in tabletop games. Yeah, they were definitely my uh, my. That and books were my gateways into tabletop as well. Yeah, books were my gateway into tabletop. Yeah, because back in the day when Dungeons and Dragons was verboten, but Conan the you know the Conan books were just fine. <laughs> yeah. Irony. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like you realize that there are wizards and demons and such like that, and these. <laughs> yes, but they're played by James Earl Jones and Mako. So, <laughs> Mako, yeah. Mako, Mako, I'm not sure. It, it, I, I'm not sure, quite sure how to properly pronounce it. If it's Japanese, the A is pronounced A. Yeah, except he often said to pronounce it A, so I don't know. But, In any case. Gif or Jif, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I pronounce it Jif. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Make your own. Jif. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Hawkins, John. Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, a lot of these games, like, you can go out and find them cheap. With the retro gaming, you can find them cheap, play some of the best games for $10. Uh, some of the more popular titles, like your Chrono Triggers and things like that, will run a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But you can still pick up a lot of great games for well under half of what you're buying a new system game for. And have just as much fun, if not more. Also, a little disclaimer to piggyback on that is, uh, if you have a game that you hear about, uh, before you rush out to your local, like you know, like uh, entertainment store, pawn shop, or whatever, and pay through the nose because it's a collector's item, check and see if there's a digital release or e-release of it. Like you can go to Entertain Mart and there'll be like Final Fantasy VII for like seventy bucks or something, or you can yeah. go on P- PlayStation Network and buy it for like fifteen or something. Yeah. So it's like you know, do your homework before you blow a bunch of money on a classic game. You want on the disc. Well, yeah. There's but also the, if you don't retro, care about that thing. the retro NES consoles coming out. That yeah. Out. Yes. Yeah, and that's going to have games. a lot of good games on it. It's yeah. not going to have any of the Mega Man games, though. No, but you can already get those through other sources. Sorry, I'm, I'm, sure they'll expand, I'm sure they'll expand upon that. But oh, I'm excited yeah. about that. It's got a good mix of games. Mega Man 2. I remember getting to the point where we could play Mega Man 2 and go to Quick Man stage first and beat it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so squeeze his toothpaste out of the middle of the tube. One through Rebel. I want to say one through seven. I think got really some virtual console six. Okay. Uh, seven was the SNES one. I don't know whether okay. it got hit or not. But I know all the original NES ones have been collected and recollected and and re- and re-released and and will be in in perpetuity forever and ever and ever. So yes. Um, Thank you all for listening to our episode of Geek Fanthology, talking about uh, nostalgic video games and getting off track very easily. 
Uh, this has been Neil and Michael and John. Ben Wookie. And we will all see you, well, at least most of us. I don't know if John will be back, but we will see you <laughs> next week. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter R and the number 64. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin MacLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought, just because it has good graphics does not make it a good game.